Ooh. Welcome to another episode of the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Mike and Dolfo, Louis Rabo, and Zany Zach Zayner joining us. Oh no. Producer Zach. He is known as Producer show. Zach. Listen, this is not meant to be the morning show. It is going to be one of those late night shows where we're just going to bring Oaks Trail replace next. Oaks yeah, right. Trail <laughs> replace. Right. Uh, we got all kinds of things to talk about. We are starting a little later today because uh, the Illuminati uh, <laughs> friends that Louis Rebeau has, and he's trying to become an Illuminati. Listen, can I just, Zach, Louis and Dan had their ESPN show on uh, location today at Martini's. Yep. And it is what? not. It is not good. Martinis is in a local Italian restaurant. You know yeah. that's as far as Italian restaurants go. It's 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 pretty good. Like we don't we don't have really good Italian food in this town. I don't know why, but lunch just, spot though it's, it's great. It's, it's as great. good as it gets. That's right. Yes, it right. really is. Yep. Um, I'm, it, I'm, I've never left especially it if it's like salad soup. If you're uh, that's what I did today, Zach. If yeah. you're that kind of guy, soup and salad guy, then it's a that's me. Yeah. Can never. Me. I've never left there disappointed. Let's just right. put that. And I'm just I'm just you know when it comes to Italian food, I. I'm pretty critical. So the um, <laughs> with a name like Gandolfo, I wonder why. Uh, my because my kids had dinner in Sicily before they did at Olive Garden. So um, that's a humble brag. Uh, the you know, we haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, uh, I put it up. You just don't notice it. Okay. Well, you know what? You know what? It's Holy Bowl weekend. It is February. It's yeah. time for a full reset of this show. If you are new to this show, welcome into the Horse Racing Happy Hour. I'm Louis Rebeau. He's Mike Gandalfo, producer Zach, hanging out. This isn't just a show. It's a drinking game, okay? <laughs> so if you, hear any of the, if you hear any of the following things, you need to drink. If you hear someone brag at any point, in a humble brag, you have to drink. If you hear mention of a famous horse like King Guillermo, Mitoli, or Field Pass, you have to drink. Um, what are some of our other drinking rules, Zach? Uh, you have to drink. Stretch out season. Uh, oh. Yeah, stretch out season. White of Barrio is now on that list. White Let's go. Barrio. I'm talking about White of Barrio today. Sure. We're doing no, that work right. today. 100. percent We're doing that work today. Doing holy What's that? Mike gets emotional. That's if Mike gets emotional, that's well. <laughs> Louis actually the one who gets emotional on this show more than I do. So Mike and Louis are old. That's another one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jokes. Dad jokes. 100. That's definitely. Yeah. So it's a drinking game. So get you know saddle up. We're all at the bar together, just hanging out. Uh, get your drink together, and uh, you know what? I, I, I've been saying it. Um, Mike, uh, Mike's, Mike helps out. He mentioned the radio show that I do in the mornings, but we, I encourage people, man. This is, this is the best Here time right now. Here no, no, no. The best time right now, if you haven't followed the Derby Trail closely, to just do it. And frankly, it's not like following That's a college football team. Yeah, it's not like following a college football team where it's three, four hours of your Saturday. Man, it's five minutes to watch a race. You can yeah. watch it twice. Right. Yeah. And, and man, you'll get to that Derby party. You maybe you'll even get to the Derby or you go to the Preakness. We're doing those Maryland shows, uh, whatever it might be. You're going to know so much more than the people around you. You're going to have so much more fun knowing the names of the horses, getting to watch them run. When we get to May, when we get to June, when we get to the fall, um, this is your opportunity to meet the best horses in America. So this is man, buckle up, let's drink and let's have fun. So, Absolutely. so we're on, we're on location of martinis and I'm just hanging out with the guys. <laughs> and a couple of things happen. First off, these shows are not good for Louis's uh, ego. All right, listen. I mean, he's got people coming up to him and talking about how much they listen all the time and love the show. And, you know, and he had a very touching moment. With I did have a touching moment today. So, and I'll let you tell that story because I don't want to I don't oh. want to ruin it. And he'll. Uh, is, is this another one like, oh, whenever my wife goes to the store with me, someone introduces themselves? <laughs> 
No, he it's not like that. It was all kinds of people, though. But it tell them about, tell the story about your. No, so uh, a young dad walks in with his three year old. He introduced himself. He says, Hey, I'm, you know, I was just driving around, heard you guys were here. Uh, I just want to introduce myself. I'm glad I caught you in a break. Uh, Dan, big fan. He's wearing a Kentucky sweatshirt and his kids with him. And I lean over and I say, Hey, who's this? And he goes, Oh, this is my son. And Louie, I noticed something was different about him. So I went and had him tested for autism because of you talking about your son on your show. And I just wanted to tell you that you changed our life and, you know, this kind of stuff. And it was like, whoa, whoa, I'm just <laughs> I know, I was about to say. screaming about basketball net rankings. Like, what are we doing here? And so uh, his name was Mark, uh, the young dad. And so uh, it's stuff like that. You forget, you know, especially a show like this or, or like what we do. At ESPN Louisville, like the long form stuff, people get to know you. They get to know your, you know, your life and 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 what gets you up in the morning, what keeps you up late, frankly. Um, and my kids are at the top of that list for sure. So it was, uh, man, that was not a humble brag, but just a humbling moment that and, and this dad me, came in. It was, it was awesome. I mean, it was really, it was really, Mike. I mean, I'll talk about that. It'll be years. I'll tell that story oh, yeah. for years. Oh, just for like years. the first yeah. time we went to the track together after really get, where this show got started getting popular, and we've got people coming up to us at Churchill Downs and wanting to meet us and seeking us out, which was kind of just kind of weird too. Like, I, I guess I just, I know people listen cause we look at our numbers and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you're always kind of shocked about the amount of people that listen and sure. really, you know, yep. and, uh, but it is I, I cause honestly, I just take it this, like I'm having a conversation with the three of you all or the two of you all, there's three of us, two more, one plus two is three, but the, uh, Mike, Mike does math. That's the name of the one episode. plus two is three. One plus uh, two is three. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of cool. It was it was cool to see all the people who want to come out and see Issel. We had uh, we get, we got to meet with Louis Dampier too for a little bit. So there was like big blue royalty, which was awesome. <laughs> and uh, and unfortunately, Louis Dampier got into a little car accident on the way to the. <laughs> to, to the restaurant. He was so casual about it too. He was. Yeah, we got rear-ended. We got rear-ended. I got out, and the woman was like, "I don't have any insurance. What are you gonna do?" And he was like. Oh no! No, he was like, oh, "Okay, see you later." Like just Louis yeah, Damper, like yeah. <laughs> just Louis Damper did. You know, that's what he did. So you know, the beautiful thing. I mean, like because of that deal that I brokered, Louis Damper, he had a free lunch today. How about that? Yeah. And now, <laughs> uh, now here's here's the problem, though, Zach. The people who are UK fans are like, you know, sitting around with things to get autographed and they want to get pictures. Oh yeah. They know Louis Damper's coming. Now Louis Damper <laughs> played at the University of Kentucky, and. On Ruff's runs team, that team that lost to Texas Western. If you've seen the movie Glory Road, you know he played on that '66 Kentucky team. '66 years before I was even born, he was playing college basketball, and I had someone come up and said, "Would you sign my basketball?" <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm, you don't want my autograph. I was like, "Yeah, please, Mister Mister." I watched sign my, sign my basketball. I, like, I watched Dan Issel think about not signing a guy's basketball because Rick Pitino had already signed it. <laughs> <laughs> He, le he legit picked it up. He goes, is this, is this Rick Pitino's autograph? I don't – and, like, I watched him pause because I've, I've, I've been around Dan a little bit. He never turns down a picture, a handshake, uh, an autograph. I mean, he's just one of those guys. He just doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah, right, no. But he saw that ball, and the next line down was where he was going to sign it was next to Rick Pitino. So, like, if, if that person is listening, you've got memorabilia that probably nobody else has. Like, that's probably <laughs> it. I mean, because he gave that ball a look like – yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> it was, uh, was you know, different, man. It was great. Was, we had another it. guy there that brought this scrapbook up that he found in his oh, It was yeah. so cool. Like this guy had like Joe. He had on one page of autographs. <laughs> he had Dan Issel, Joe DiMaggio, 
and not a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar autograph, but a Lou Alcindor signature. How about that? Twice. No. Same page. Dude, oh, it was and it was like like uh construction paper with it was things a like school scrapbook is what it yeah, was. Yeah, with with things like literally clear tape to it. Like yeah. that's what it was. And the guy was like, Oh, I thought you guys might want to see this. Lou, you want to come see this? And I'm like packing up the equipment. I'm like, what is in this book? Yeah. It's like a $50,000 book on this page just sitting in this restaurant in Louisville. My God. But no, those are fun. The, the remotes are fun because you do, you forget, you know, this show, the, the radio show, the stuff that, that number one, people listen, but number two, the people connect, right? And, and that they come back because they, they want to hang out. And um, I mean, the idea that someone hangs out with me 10 hours a week or, you know, gets yelled at by Essel for 10 hours a week, whatever it is, you know, it's pretty Don't get ridiculous. Don't yelled at by Issel. Come on. No, the listeners. Um, and oh. so the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no, it's it's fun, man. And that Dan has become part of this show. Has been one of the the very best developments too in the last six That's months. That's right. We're yeah. trying to get him here for Derby. We'll yeah. see if we can get it done. So the uh, uh, so then Louis gets invited tonight because I guess Dan's wife didn't want to go to this. <laughs> so the nineteen seventy eight Kentucky. And again, I, first off, going back to that scrapbook. Did you collect baseball cards or anything like that, Zach, as a kid? Like, were were oh, you into yeah. any of that stuff? I mean, it's hard for our generation. I can't think of anyone in, in my life that didn't collect something like that. I did. Yeah. Baseball cards. I did. Ooh, that's, yeah, nice. that's what I was going to That's a, talking. that's an actual, like, I mean, it's heavy. This it's is a heavy, coaster yeah. that came from the 50 year old bourbon. So they got a bourbon that was still in the barrel when they played and won their 78 year, their 78 championship. And they blended it with a new five year whiskey. Um, and uh, they're selling the bottles for a mere nine, uh, $1,978. Cause that's the year. Yeah. And so I got a ticket tonight to that and that's Rick where Barbie, that's why i have a necktie on because that's where i was and that's why we're starting at nine instead of at eight so, i feel like blending a 50 year old whiskey with a five-year-old whiskey is like buying pappy van winkle to mix with coke but okay <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't know you'd be surprised there's a lot of character in five-year-old whiskeys and sometimes it, you, and it's you, hard to drink a 50 year old whiskey yeah you'd be, oh yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just way too oaky way too much you yeah. needed the, the corn influence of the yes. five-year-old to yep. kind of but I mean, come on, give out. me a twelve-year. <laughs> no, that twelve-year gets oaky, though. I mean, once you start that, the oakiness really starts. They talked through the process. It made a lot of sense by the time they were done talking through the process. I'll say not that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like how I just, <laughs> I'm certainly not a blend master. Don't don't put yeah. any any anything in the words I say. <laughs> and that's honestly like one of the reasons why, like when people say, "Oh, I had you know, I really want that twenty-three-year-old pappy or whatever else," it's like. For me, that sweet spot is like eight to twelve years, about yep. one hundred and ten proof. Yep, that's where you have the perfect balance of the corn and the barrel. I think and the best pappy is the thirteen year. I I actually would say that that's the ten year. That's okay, the, the yep. old rip. I love that old yep. rip. And yep. or if it's the same thing as Weller one hundred and seven, if you can get that, so exactly. I do like Antique Weller. Yeah. That's very good. Yes. So yeah, just uh, that's that's kind of where it's at. What are you drinking right now, uh, Louis? I grabbed you, a. Would you come up to my bourbon shop and grab? I grabbed a rye. Actually, went with some okay. peerless rye. Um, hadn't yeah. had it in a minute, so that uh, might be the actual very first ever bourbon society pick. No, not oh. only bourbon society pick, but barrel released by peerless. By period. peerless, like that might when be they came barrel back. number one. Got it. No, it's very good. Um, I, I've. I, theirs and the um, oh gosh, help me, Mike. Uh, the the four year rye that I really like, the Willet. Yes, thank you. The Willet rye is mm, for like fifty sixty bucks. The Willet rye might be my favorite bottle of whiskey. Yeah. You like it's, you like Razzle. I do like Razzle. Yeah, you're right. That's why we're doing Maryland shows. Get that yeah. rye. Now there's the other thing too on, on the Red rye whiskey. It's in Virginia, but I'll take you really. It. 
the the rye whiskeys are almost better at the four or five than they are at the eight ten year. Oh no question. This is a two year rye and it's excellent. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. Yes. So. Um, and that's why you saw a lot of bourbons starting to introduce the rise because they needed to put some products on the shelves. They were running out of bourbon, and bourbon yep. takes eight years. I mean, you, you know, you got to give it time. You got to give it time. Gotta right, love well, it. let's get to replays. We're finally getting into these twenty point races, Mike. Um, yeah, I want to. You want to tell what kind of luminaries were you around tonight? Like, you know, <laughs> just a Kentucky. It show. looked like it actually was like a like a bingo hall. Like you know, you all were getting ready to play bingo or something. We were on the fourth floor of the Fraser. Um, so watch your mouth and. Um, so Goose was there, of course. Uh, I now have a relationship with Goose Givens. Uh, I think you're dating. Humble brag. And, um, no, I talk to him on the radio like every three weeks or something. And, uh, he, no, he, I, what I like is Goose talks about, because Goose was the first black superstar at UK. He really was. Uh, 41 points in the title game, scores 2,000 points. Uh, grew up a 10-minute walk from Kentucky, but even until his senior year assumed he was going to go have to play at Kentucky State at the HBCU because he wasn't going to be able to play UK. And uh, <clears throat> and this is a guy, by the way, in his 60s, just walking around, kind of a cool reminder. You know, especially now, look, it's February 2nd, Black History Month. Uh, Goose is a good uh, good reminder that that wasn't that long ago. Nope. And, um, oh, you and talked so, to somebody in my office today <clears throat> whose grandmother was a slave. Grandfather was yeah, grandfather. Yeah. No, not great. Grandfather was a slave, and she was yeah. there today. Uh, that woman had uh, helped us with our house twice, yeah. um, and she's, I mean, just hanging out. Has the office next to you, um, and so oh. these things are not so she far away. She subleases it from me, yeah. Right, yeah, and uh, and so, you know, Kyle Macy was there. I met Kyle Macy, talked to him for a little bit. Uh, he coached at East EKU, if you remember him in, in recent years. Uh, more <laughs> He didn't coach BKU. Was it Moorhead? Sorry. Moorhead, yeah. And then, um, and then Rick Roby was there. Um, and so the three of them were there hanging out. Dan actually was the MC tonight, did a really, really nice job. It is amazing to watch three guys who won a title, including a guy like Goose Givens, who scored 2,000 points, was the man, was the best. One of, I, if Outside of Bill Walton, probably the best performance in a title game ever. Mm-hmm. And he had 42 in that game, didn't he? Yeah, 42. 41. And he's kissing, he's kissing the ring, man, for Issel. I mean, it's unbelievable to watch. He's I mean, it's, royalty, man. He is. It's unbelievable. And it's, I'm glad I'm going to those events because I'm understanding who Dan is to people much, much more. Because to me... Dan, Dan's problem is he was 20 years before his time. Oh, he's, he was Larry Bird before Larry Bird, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, and yeah, actually, 100%. maybe even if it was just 10 years later, just the difference that that would make in the average person know who Dan is. What I've, learned, what I've learned hanging out with Dan and going out and doing these things is Dan is way too humble about what kind of player he was and he gives way too much credit to how good his teammates were when he retired three guys that scored more professional points than him their names are kareem wilt chamberlain and dr j yeah i no i don't want to hear about it and and so you know dan they're kissing the ring for a reason the guy's unbelievable and the fact that you know and then when you realize artist Gilmore in Jacksonville was able to take him out, just speaks to artists too. I mean, like that kind of stuff. So just a remarkable. Run. And when you think that he's Kentucky's all-time leading scorer with no three-point line, and he only played three years, three seasons. Yeah, yeah, because he couldn't. Play and no one's getting close to it. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll go on to some replays, and we're gonna start. Are we starting with the Southway Stakes because that's really the one that I want to see? Because I'm telling you right now, this is our Derby winner. Um, <laughs> of course, like just yeah, start with a great else. and Mike's like, oh. yeah, start with the other things. Oh, I what do you it. have up? We'll go with what you got. No, out. no, what it's okay. Up? It's okay. I just wanted to give you give you a hard time because it was like not in order. Well, right. I, I just think that we're you know, it's not uh, Southwest is what we're seeing. Is that where we're going to? Yeah, we're yeah. going to go to Southwest. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Why do I make a show sheet? 
I don't. Well, I just want to make sure. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I just want to make sure because this performer's here. Sure, the two off the top of the turn. Arabian Night, a length in front of Frosted Departure in second. Here is Red Route One erupting from the back of the pack, but he is still six lengths behind his front running favorite, Arabian Night. And now he's four in front. Red Route One might get second. He will not win the Southwest. That winner is Arabian Night. So, Louie, when we saw Arabian, Arabian Night, Night won by. On Breeders' Cup Saturday, when the weather, the wind conditions were freaking crazy, and the two-year-old day was the day before, obviously, I think both of us watched that race and realized that we saw the best two-year-old of the weekend when Arabian Night won his maiden race at, at Keelan in the undercard. That sounds right. The other part is, though, that we have to acknowledge, he's an off-track horse. If we get fast, firm, you know, good conditions, he's not going to win. I mean, he's just going to get down oh, by other horses. He, I'm kidding, that? Michael. Oh, okay. right, 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 right. He's going to win no matter what. All right. So, um, no, he's very good. What else do you want me to say about him? Well, I mean, I think it's the fact <laughs> that he went out on two turns for the first time on a sloppy track and, and still – Pulled away. I mean, and they didn't touch great. him, and they just showed him the whip. And I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think the field he went up against was outstanding. I don't want to say they're not outstanding at this point. You, you're LeCompte playing up this Lecomp field like it matters. And Instant Coffee is a he's a Grade Three winner going forward. I think I, I agree with that. I think that sounds about right. And I kind of feel the same way about honestly about the two races that we're looking at this weekend. I don't really know if there's a superstar in any of these two races that we're going to see. And it's a shame. I think there's a potential. We see we've seen these two races produce superstars in the past. Yes, but usually we have to wait for the Derby to get it. Yes, I agree. Yeah. The, the the Florida Derby. Excuse me. Sorry to clarify there. Yeah. Um, I I I do think though, if Cyclone Mischief shows up and like balls out this weekend, yeah, we're talking about we're talking about a couple different storylines too. The first is we've got that first in a mischief that's like holy bleep we're we're seeing something here the second is the dale roman's angle man because he has not been good yeah, in this class for a, for a while nine percent last year winners overall um you know this this feels like a redemption type horse for a guy like dale romans if he can show up this weekend in the holy bowl we'll get to that later but um you know this 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 was the white of Mario race last year he wins the florida derby doesn't win a grade one after that misses the cigar mile by less than a length so it's not like he's you know not you know not been doing a you know, performing well or anything like that. I think White Barrio will have a fine four-year-old season. Everyone needs to drink if you listen to the beginning of the show. I was about to say, how many times did you say White Barrio? <laughs> I like the uh, – I'm liking the eight horse in that race. So, Okay, we'll get there. But, yeah. yes, it's – um, you know, I think that there's – with – this is Arabian Lion, yes? Am I getting that right? Arabian Knight is who we just saw win. Arabian, Arabian Lion. Knight is, is in the – Arabian Lion's game. running this weekend. Got it. Um, you know, I, Arabian Knight, I think you could – Look at that performance and say that's the best three-year-old going. Frankly, he reminds me of Hoosier Philly, and that's a massive compliment coming from me because I am super high on Hoosier Philly. And so, yeah, no, as far as we've seen in Colts this year, uh, three-year-olds going two turns. Remember, he's never gone two turns. He loved the extra distance, and that's, I mean, all those things are good indicators that he's going to be fine going for it, for sure. I agree. All right, so let's move on to, do uh, you have the Martha Washington up now? What do you got up, Zach? Tell me what you got up. All right, let's go watch the Martha Washingtons. Because that's what the show sheet says, Mike. Oh. Sure. Okay. The world is different for you now. Three wide. Olivia Twist is at the rail and defining purpose is between horses and defining purpose has put ahead in front. Taxed is going with her. Olivia Twist has dropped out. Wet paint draws within two and a half of the lead. Final furlong. Defining purpose and taxed. Defining purpose a neck. Wet paint now within two lengths of the lead and coming on. Taxed. Defining purpose and wet paint and here's wet 
paint to fly to the front. And of course, Louis came with the uh, the dad joke right off the bat with wet paint one. But go ahead. <sighs> fly to the front. He had so many. It, 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 and she flies to the front. It's better than watching paint dry. Like, there's a lot of opportunities here. Um, I. <sighs> so that race. And we've gotten some great winners out of that race. Oh, uh, Zach uh, Alexander, A. Bells. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, even last year, Will was Secret, it? Secret, Secret Oath. Yeah. Yeah, Secret Oath last year. Thank you. And Will Secret yeah. the year before finished third in the Oaks. Um, I, I, I think the second and third place horses in that race are the ones that are more likely to have success later on because I think that they're going to figure it out. Phillies are a little more stubborn that way. Uh, that I, I think Wet Paint likes off tracks. I think that's what she is. And so if, if, if the conditions do change, you know, I, I think the other two was a taxed and it was, um, oh my gosh, uh, departure. I think those two horses are more likely to come back in a better vein of form going forward. The other thing, by the way, is it's fun when horses win in wet conditions and then they show up at the Oaks and it rains. I have to remind everyone that Hoosier Philly has run in all of those conditions and won in all of them. So it's not like that's going to affect her at all going forward. And so for me, she's still at the top of the Oaks rankings. Who's your Philly? <laughs> uh, by the way, just to kind of give some perspective, the Martha Washington for the longest time was a mile race, and they've just recently, last year, stretched out to the mile in the 16th. Wet Paint won that race two, ran that race two full seconds uh, faster than what Secret Oath ran the year before. There you go. So that, that could have been a pretty good that yeah. to your point of the second and third horses going forward, that could have been a really deep uh race for the Phillies right there in that. In and that. and that she just might like it off track. Maybe that's where her, her wet number is better than her you know, her, her fast number, whatever it might be. And so I, I think there's more of a chance of that than anything else. I like it when they're wet and fast. <laughs> oh, I'm nodding. I'm sorry. This is a, 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 a digital audio medium. Oh, I apologize. Oh, geez. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next uh, race. Let me check the, the show sheet because this is what we're supposed to do. <laughs> La Virginis. How do you say that, Louis? The Las Virginis. La Las Virginis is probably not how you say it, but go ahead. The That's how they say it in California. The Last Virgins. Last Virgins. Last Virgins. Wet and fast. Show us the Virgins. Broadway Girls drops out on the inside of Uncontrollable. They turn for home. Sweet Trouble and Faza on the outside. Faza, Sweet Trouble hanging tough. They pass the eighth pole together. And Pride of the Nile is two behind Faza as they come for home. It's Faza in front. Once again has to fend off Pride of the Nile. Faza still loaded. Pride of the Nile trying hard. Faza, Pride of the Nile. Faza wins the Las Virginis under Ramon Vasquez. Pride of the Nile was second. Just all right, we got Faza, who was one to one in that race, went off as the favorite, did her thing. Is that an, is that a horse you're going to keep an eye on? It is absolutely. Two turns in California on the Oaks Trail under Bob Baffert is absolutely horses. And a huge you. field for California. Six whole horses. I mean, they, it was three gates. Um, I I do I do actually think that's a repeatable performance for her. Um, I feel bad for Ramon because he's not going to have that mount for much longer. That's a nice feeling. And Johnny V about to, about to swoop in. Just swoop. Johnny, swoop. V, might, Johnny V might have swoop. a pretty good, uh, pretty good spring. <laughs> Johnny V might have a really good spring. Just swoop. Swoop on and take it, take it. 
<laughs> um, of course, that is a Bob Baffert Philly, so we've got to kind of see what happens, and then yeah, no, it's ex- not really on the short the show sheet, but uh, we had a Bob Baffert sighting today in Louisville by one uh, prime Sherry uh, Issel, who's who. It's, uh, Man, there's like 30 people that listen to the radio show and listen to this show that got that joke. Like 30, like that's okay. Literally a that's little less right. than three dozen. Yeah. Well, by the way, phase is an phase is an Arabic word that means successful. So um, that's probably a good name for that horse. Uh, so here we got Faisa, Faisa, and 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 we're and Baffert's trying to fight for his right to run the horses. He's trying to get that injunction, Louis. Any thoughts on that? It, it sounds like today was a lot longer of a proceeding than what they were expecting. I think they're surprised they're going a second day tomorrow. Um, I, with that whole thing, the longer it goes, the more I'm convinced Baffert will be here in May and we're going to be walking around his barn. Part of that is hunch. Part of that is I do think if you read the rules and scrub them down, the injection versus the topical matters in the rules themselves. And it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> like, don't put betamethasone on your horse if it's a zero. Um, or do it in a way that, you know, it's going to be out of the system by the time you get to the race, whatever that is. Um, but, you know, I, I think you could see, realistically, like they did in the Preakness last year, testing before the race of his horses. And he gets to enter his horses under his name. I could see that kind of compromise coming. Okay. And, that, and by the way, he paid his paid his penalty sitting out last year, and honestly, he had nice horses last year too. I mean, those had, horses should not have finished seventeenth. And uh, oh god, I can't remember the other one, but yeah, he had I mean, nice horses. But look, this year, I he's mean, got he's got fourteen horses that in any given Derby year could all be contenders. Would all be top five. I have fourteen. It is the deepest three year old <laughs> barn I think I've ever seen, and it's unbelievable. And then of course, is, he's got this horse on the Philly side. I mean, to me, that's the bigger discussion here, Mike. Is 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 that concentration of wealth good for horse racing? And, and so for the big time stuff, probably not, but I don't, you know, I hear so much about this with the rising purses around Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, Virginia, um, you know, New York, Florida, you know, uh, even into Delaware, New Jersey, man, you could be a claiming trainer and do just fine. You, you could be an allowance trainer and do just fine. And, and so I, I wonder like Steve Asmussen, I was waiting for that as Musson is a drinking rule as well. If you hear Steve's name, um, go ahead and drink the, I just, I, I think that you're going to see certain owners can afford the stud fees at a much higher rate than other people can SF starlight, all those guys that have these horses, they have half of the horses in the Robert B. Lewis, by the way, this weekend. Uh, but Baffert's got all of and them. And what they, I, I understand, but what I'm saying is Starlight's got two of them. And what I'm, what I'm saying is those guys are pointing to this. This is what matters to them in racing. It's not having 15 horses and claiming some and, you know, letting some go in a claim. No, no, no. They're trying to win the Derby, period. They're trying to win the Breeders' Cup, period. That's what they're trying to do with their barns. And so for me, it's more, you know, asking that question, is the Robert B. Lewis a big deal? Because it's just four horses and Bob Baffert. The answer to me is No. Because I, this is just the end result of what we've been talking about in California racing since we started this podcast. Well, this is if you concentrate power in a small market with one dude, this is what you're going to get, right? I mean, this is like this is like complaining that baseball doesn't have a salary cap and then the same four teams win the title every year, right? I mean, like it's just you can't complain about that stuff. That's what this is. Well, and at the end of the day, this is a 
to me an extreme case. I mean, obviously we're we're gonna we're getting ready to run a derby points race that where no points are gonna be awarded because the trainer's not eligible to run his horses in the derby at yeah. this point. And there's not a fifth horse, yeah, right. And there's not a fifth horse. He's got all four horses, which is ridiculous to me. The fact that we have a derby prep that only has four horses and only one trainer in it. By the way, there were like nineteen nominations. Two were not Baffert. Seventeen were Baffert. That's what his three year old barn looks like. That, that this is what he does. I mean people have to remember that. And and look, we have Look, and, and it's it's one of Sherva's favorite things to say to us. Churchill's nice, but it's built for one week a year. Mm-hmm. Baffert's barn is built for one week a year, John. And 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 so I you know, I, I don't want to hear about it. I mean, if we because more people sixteen million people watch the Kentucky Derby. It's it's more popular than the NBA finals. It just is. It's more popular than NFL games on Thanksgiving. It just is. It's 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 wild. It's wild. And so that people are building to that and that they're, you know, that they're concentrating their power with the guy who's the best at it shouldn't be so surprising. So, I mean, we're talking about a race here where great horses like Hot Rod Charlie didn't even win. They should not create a race that Hot Rod Charlie couldn't win. So Hot Rod Charlie (laughs) uh, came in third in this race. Medina Spirit won this race. Uh, Maybe the Derby winner, maybe not. Right now he's not the Derby winner. Uh, God rest his soul. He's the Derby Uh, winner to me. uh, Dortmund. I mean, we can't, we've had some. This is. I'll have another one this race. We, this uh, Pyre of the Nile, who is the oh the Lewis the Lewis is an unbelievably serious race. Yes, Mexican absolutely. Won this last yes. year. I mean, this is a, a thousand words. Won this race. I mean, it, this is a great race, and and I it's sad for me to see it sink to a level where we have four horses and one trainer. More and likely, more likely, Mike, that this is a one off or that this is the trend. Well, I think we. I think you and I have, are thinking it's, it's. This is evidence of the trend. I mean, this seems to be evidence of the trend. I, listen, we'll see what that Santa Anita Derby feels like. Ooh, that's a great point. I, I think the. I think the outcome of the hearing tomorrow has a huge impact on all that stuff. That Santa Anita Derby, though, some people could say is the crown jewel of all the prep races. Oh, sure. That in the Florida Derby, I think. And. You know, if we're looking at a four or five Santa Anita, four or five horse Santa Anita Derby, and Baffert's got all five horses, what do you consider the top four? Is it is it Santa Anita, Florida, Arkansas, Louisiana? I think the Arkansas Derby actually has a little bit of, um, you know, I, it, I think it was. Really or am I just well kind of stuck on? I'm stuck on a, a Pharaoh. Pharaoh, yeah, 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 right, okay, yeah. And, and not only that, I think after. You know, with Omaha. Well, Gunrunner came out of there, didn't win. Omaha Beach came out of there, yeah. didn't run. Yeah, right, yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we've had some great horses and stuff like that. But the, uh, I, I honestly think the Florida Derby and the Santa Anita are. No question. Are the best indicators two. of who can win the Derby. Totally. Well, they're up. Yes. And I just think as far as sought out races, they're, they're head and shoulders above those other three, uh, if you include uh, the Bluegrass in that. Because, you know, the Bluegrass has not been a good no. um, predictor lately, but it's no. still. Yeah, it's on the old. on the Philly side it is for the Oaks, yeah. but it's not on the male side. You're right. right. Yeah, that's for sure. And the Jeff Ruby stakes. I mean, the third place winner wins the Derby last year. I don't anticipate that happening again this year. Um, but you know, and and the Wood has just not been a good predictor for a while. It just hasn't. Um, right. It's just the nature of that race. It was it Fusaichi Pegasus last winter? That's Come out right. of New York, right? Yeah. Something like that, 2000. Yeah. So that's, that's um, actually. That's and I don't even know if he ran in the Wood. I just know he ran in the uh, he ran in the Withers. I think. I'll tell and you so, in just a second. Yeah, and so it's to me. Yeah, I'm with you. I think. If you're doing, and I always get in trouble for this, you know, talking about major league races and, you know, single A, double A, triple A, whatever, you know, of the out, outside of three year old races, 
at Churchill and at Saratoga, I do agree with you that this that the Santa Anita Derby is it, man. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, it's right. It's it definitely isn't. Um, and yeah, the so the last. Let's see. I'm looking here. You know, the, the Wood Memorial has produced great horses like Tacitus. Uh, Fusiachi Pegs did win in 2000. Yes. Okay, he won the Wood and then won the Derby. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was the last yeah. one then. Yeah. Now. Which is funny, and I want to be—I want to be clear about something. I think at some point in my life, the wood will go on a run where it's like three out of six derby winners. Here's here's interesting to note: the next year, guess who came in second in the Wood Memorial? Two thousand one. Was it the Derby winner? Monarchos. Okay, that's one of the few horses that have gone on. Drink. Sub two minute. Let's go. Every finish your drink. And then then that. Two years after that, Funny Side came in second in the Wood okay. and won the Derby. So there you go. I, I, I think that'll happen again at some point. I, I think eventually that trend will shift back where you know Pletcher's got one or Brown's got one or somebody right where there's that kind of shift back to it. Um, maybe maybe Cox runs a horse up there instead of in you know fairgrounds or something. So I just love you know what I love about it, like the New Lots York stuff. people. The New York people love their winner of the Wood Memorial and they'll, they'll talk about how great Mo Donegal is or whatever else or how great early voting is and or. Or Vino Rosso, or they love their Tacitus, and at the end of the day, like didn't early voting win the Preakness? Yeah. Well, then, what are you doing? <laughs> that Preakness field is terrible. Come on now. Okay. All right. All right. Every <laughs> field is terrible, by the way, Zach. We're getting to that point with Mike. All the three-year-old fields are yeah. about to be terrible. Now I'm telling you, I'm excited about this three-year-old field. I think I'm. I'm you are in February. We'll, we'll talk to you in we'll April. See, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. Now, interestingly enough, I think this kind of goes on the same conversation as we move on to uh, Gulf Stream. And the Holy Bull Stakes. And this is well, a cool sequence because it's all three-year-old races. Yes, all three-year-olds, four straight races. Yep. And uh, when we get to Holy Bull, I think Holy Bull is – do you know the history of Holy Bull as a horse? I mean, a little bit. You know, he was champion three-year-old. Yep. But didn't win a single triple crown race. Right. Didn't, only ran in the Derby. Yeah, he's epicenter. Right. Uh, but they yes. – Overrated. Was, they swear yeah, Holy Bull's overrated. They yeah, swear overrated. he was tampered in the Derby. Like, they were – if you look, read the stories, but then he went on instead of running in the Belmont, he won the Met, and then he went on to win the Haskell, and he won the Travers, and won the four. Yeah, so he wins the Met against Oprah, o- older horses, won the Travers against three year olds. What do you do in the Breeders' Cup, you son? Uh, let me see what he did do in the in the Breeders. Was Cup. there a Breeders' Cup at that point? I should probably. Uh, know, I think assume. he is. Yeah, there, okay. there, there was. It, it, uh, but the other thing was that he was um, because of how they did it. He won the Florida Derby, and he won. Um, mm. and yeah, he might so, have won the Bluegrass. So there's oh four grade ones that got it. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it was. Uh, it was just. It's. He's very fascinating to me as a horse. You know, I like these. Some of these three year olds that just go on to have these unbelievable careers, even though they just didn't fire in the Derby or whatever sure. else happened. Yeah, Whitmore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Whitmore <laughs> was one of the great sprinter, uh, sprinters, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Flyline didn't not just flight, uh, fire in the Derby, he didn't run in the Derby. So, yeah. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. He didn't fire Yeah, so he won the Florida Derby. Then went Accelerates in there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Went Florida Derby, Bluegrass, ran in the Derby, but ran towards the back. Met, won the Met, won the Haskell, won the Travers, won the Woodward. Uh, but did, there was no uh, – he did not run the Breeders' Cup, if there was a Breeders' Cup in 94, which I got to go. So Woodward or grade one at that point? Ooh. That's a good call. Oh, okay. I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. I, didn't, I, I don't know. I think it was. No, it was. Think, yeah. I'm yeah. almost certainly was. Yeah. It was. That's, yeah. And that's against older horses too. It's a lot. Yeah. That's a, so, it's a hell of a year. Yeah. That's so. Uh, and I know you and I both value that. If if a three year old can run in the fall and beat older horses, how, how valuable that is. Well, as he far did as, it in the freaking June. He oh, it, against older horses. I know. 
Oh no! Win in the bet mile is wild as a three year old. That's that's wild. That's sick. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. No, I mean sure. I both. I think for uh, both you and me, that's one of our favorite races all year long. Love the bet mile. Love that yeah. day. The Belmont day is the best. Yeah, yeah, Love especially it. if Matoli wants it. Oh, get out of here! Single drink. All right, let's go. Well, Matoli. This is a great show, by the way. I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I was, you know, you're what? Uh, whoa, I, whoa, whoa! I thought today's show was going to drag a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Why? Because you're back, Mike. No, yeah. That's oh, it shot across the bow. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's you're only start. saying that because your two pains over. Uh, let's move. Let's get. Let's get going. Let's talk about the Grade Three Kittens Joy, which is a mile and a sixteenth on the turf. The uh, for three year olds, uh, like we said, all these races are three year olds. So I'm not going to say that anymore. It's a hundred seventy five thousand dollar purse. Uh, Louis, how did you? Uh, how did you come to this race? All right, so I went skinny in uh, race nine here. Um, this is. This is always actually a pretty good indicator of future success. This is a big boy uh, turf race here. I landed on candidate who's already won at the at the track. Um, if you throw out the sloppy win at the beginning of his career um, at Laurel, he's come back. He's run three straight, two turn firm grass races, and he's won all of them. And so, increasing buyer every time he's run. Uh, you get Tyler at uh, Gulfstream. If people don't know before his. Um, before his his move to Churchill and his dominance at Churchill, he was the top guy year round at uh, at Gulfstream. Now less during the championship meet for sure, but during the summer, I mean, I was down there and I remember watching horses that should have been twelve to one go down to like seven to five because Tyler was aboard. I mean, that kind of stuff. Like he was the guy, so he knows the track really, really well. I'll put Kennedy on top. He did beat Major Dude last time in the Daniel Beach. I've stayed in Daniel Beach before. It is very Russian. <laughs> Don't drink. Um, Major Dude uh, is uh, the four here with Irad and Todd. I think that you're crazy not to play those two um, at Gulfstream Park. I think the two of them come back. They repeat their form from the Dania Beach. I think that I, I think the little bit of added distance here is not at all a problem for Candidate because Candidate pulled away at the seven furlong mark last time out, and then they eased him. They held him, frankly, in the last furlong. I think that the extra half furlong here is not a big deal. So I went one and four. I went pretty simple uh, here in the uh, Kitten's Joy. All right, so there you go. One and four in the Kitten's Joy. Uh, and we'll move on then to race 10. And we'll go to the grade three forward gal, which is seven furlongs on the dirt for three-year-old fillies. This is for Oaks points, $125,000 on the line in this race. Where did you land on this one? Yeah, a reminder that the, the, the Philly path to the Oaks is very strange and very convoluted. So there is... Um, a lot of two turn races that have already happened. And we're going back to seven furlongs here. I'm a little, it's always confusing to me that they don't run this at a mile and that they give it 20 Oaks points. So forget that this is an Oaks prep to handicap it, handicap it as the seven furlong race that it is, uh, at least in my mind, I'm going skinny again, uh, because I think there's some quality here. I'm going to use three horses. I, I landed on the seven on top. So not the favorite, but I think the second favorite here, Chad Brown, I read Ortiz seventh, second time starter, excuse me, coming out of aqueduct. Um, is undervalued asset the seven um, $150,000 purchase at the Keelan November sale daughter of Spitestown. And when we think of Spitestown, we think of sprinters. Mm -hmm. We're going seven furlongs here again. Forget about the Oaks part of this. I know that we want to attach all of those points and all the things to these horses. They're not running this horse in this race to figure out if she's an Oaks horse. Well, the, the Oaks points don't really matter. Louis. Let's be honest. The 14 horses that are going to go are the 14 horses that are going to go. Plus, because there's only 14, the 100-point races dominate the Oaks Trail. Yes. Dominate them. 
because it's 100 and then it's 40 for second place. That's double what you get in this race. So when you get to the end of the season, that's what matters. This horse won by an easy eight and a quarter lengths at Aqueduct over six furlongs. Usually, if you can handle the, the deeper track at Aqueduct, you come down to Gulfstream, you're just fine. Chad Brown, very good at doing that. Give this horse a little bit of time off, actually. So a couple months off, he does that 21%, 24% graded stakes. He and... Um, he and Irad have won 10 of their first 30 runs at um, Gulfstream, uh, the last 30 out. And so he's they're on a bit of a, uh, a, a, uh, a roll there. Excuse me. And then uh, I did go to um, the three next, and I think that's the favorite if I go to. Atomically, my... it is. Three to one. And Atomically is coming out of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies, where she finished seventh, um, beaten behind Wonder Wheel. And Wonder Wheel, obviously, people think a lot of. So I don't know that that's so bad. Luis Sai is aboard then. Pletcher puts Jose Ortiz aboard here. Interesting move, interesting change. Obviously, he thinks something needs to be changed about how she's being ridden because, frankly, last time she was never a factor. And so I think she's being made... I think she's being made the favorite here at 3-1 to because she's coming out of the Breeders' Cup and people are just assuming that's the best... You know, the best horses are running in that race. Again, Hoosier Philly didn't run in the Breeders' Cup. I think she's the best two-year-old that ran last year. So I am not of that opinion. I'll have her second just because... If I if a Pletcher Ortiz gets me out of a sequence, I'm. I, I mean, what are we doing? Um, and then finally, the eight in this race is Red Carpet Ready, Louis Sias and Rusty Arnold um, coming out of the Fern Creek at Churchill Downs, going six and a half furlongs. Um, it's Fern Mike, Creek. were you Fern Creek? Apologize, uh, Crick Nation for all of you listening down in the Crick. Um, Here you. I. Uh, <laughs> they have Zach. I'm not kidding. They have hashtag Creek Nation stickers for cars in this town. It's not okay, um, and they're and they're the tigers, so they're orange and black. It just it's 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 not okay. So um, this horse, uh, incredibly fast fractions front runner, is going to try to get out front and stay out front. Was with Brian Hernandez Jr. before. I actually I would have kept him because I think he's the kind of guy that's like kind of like a quarter horse jockey if he needs to be and just get the horse going and just go. But there's nothing wrong with getting Louis size uh, for the mount for sure. And so um, I don't think that's a downgrade at all. Two for two lifetime improved uh, last time out uh, going that six and a half furlongs. Seven furlongs <laughs> to me is not going to be a problem. Um, I'm not okay. You know that. And um, so I think the, the stretch out by half furlong, not a big deal here. So I went with three horses here. I land on the seven, three and eight. It'll be interesting because I know next week we're going to get to see Wonder Wheel in action for the first yeah, time. It's going to be great. Yep. Uh, Hoosier Philly is in two weeks in the Rachel Alexander. Yep. Um, so we're starting to see some of those other top Phillies as this Oaksfield starts to take shape. Um, you know, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with Louie right here. Where did you put Wonder Wheel in your um, second? And your okay. So um, well, she, she didn't do anything wrong. That did. wasn't what it was about. It was about. The best two-year-old I saw in person last year was Hoosier Philly. Period, and I saw Wonder Wheel at the at the Breeders' Cup. I thought that one, I thought that Hoosier Philly was better. I voted her first. That's it. That's all it was. It wasn't it wasn't an indictment on on Wonder Wheel at all. I I just I saw a better two-year-old. Well, you and I both agree with that, so I'm, I'm with you. Yep. All right. All right. So we're moving on then to the uh, to the next race, which is the sweetest chant. Ah, sweetest chant stakes. <laughs> It's a mile and 16th on the turf. <laughs> Three-year-old Phillies, $175,000 here. Uh, who is going to who, – who's going to get your sweetest chant there, Louie? Um, so this is a um, a more wide-open race than I think other ones are. And and so I went 8, 7, 9, 1, and 2 here. So I think there's a 12-to-1 shot in here that has a serious chance, and that's the 9 Stephanie's Charm. So Stephanie's Charm, last time out, lost by a half length um, to – Cairo Consort, who's two to one in this race. 
So I'm not quite sure, other than the connections, how a horse finishes second by half a length to a horse and is six times the money. So to me, that's a that stands out so heavily to me. Stephanie's Charm's got a serious shot here. And so look for her. Um, I, I think just if, if that number stays double digits, that's kind of a win place kind of bet to me for sure. The eight horse, though, seven-league Sunday. I'm going to land on here. Five to one, Tyler and Brad. This is actually a horse that broke her, uh, broke her maiden at Indiana and then moved to Keeneland and immediately won first time out against Open Company. And to me, if you can make that kind of transition where, okay, you win at Indiana by seven, that's nice. But you go to Keeneland, you lose the Lasix, by the way, win an allowance company, high-level allowance, $100,000 allowance company, buy open lengths with Florent Giroux, get Tyler here at Gulfstream. I love that move. I think that is absolutely the play here. I do have Cairo Consort in the second spot here. Rain and the Ginger Brew won it last time, beating Stephanie's Charm the nine. So I went eight, seven, nine um, there. I think the one and the two here, are also plays sweet lose got aces is the one speed figures make sense here one last time in the teppin going a mile over kind of wet grass at aqueduct the reason i mention that is it's probably going to rain on saturday in hallidale beach and so if the grass is a little bit soft you might see someone like sweet lose graces really like it and 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 go go on a, a literally get to the front stay out front kind of run and that would be that horse there with Joel Rosario. You're a point of the year where it rains like every day in Florida for like 15 minutes and that's it. No, that's right. And and what I'm saying is if it rains enough that it it goes from firm to good, that might be your horse. That might be at a 4 or 5 to 1 kind of price that you get Joel go out front stay out front and just win the race for uh for uh a trainer Ray Handel. And then I'm I'm going to include the two Padma. We watched Junior Alvarado with the ride of the week on our collector. I mean, just a perfect stalking job and then and just took off in the um in the stretch ran in the cash run last time lost it uh, infinite diamond by a couple lengths at gulfstream park here so has um has uh experience over the dirt there's trying turf for the first time bill mott not a great number at nine percent going turf to dirt but all of the other numbers with this horse makes sense he's really really good off of this type of layoff i'm trusting the trainer here and i'm trusting the jockey trainer combination at 19 percent that they're going to get something done here this might be a little bit of me having watched art collector um come on home with junior alvarado aboard but i went se- uh eight or, yeah eight seven eight, oh my gosh eight seven nine one two in this race sorry all right, there you go. So yeah. uh, I do like the uh, the Mott Junior Alvarado, but I like it more in the next race on Rocky Can. So here we go with the Holy Bull Stakes. Um, again, this is one of those, I, I don't know, this is to me is one of those just really great 20-point races. I think we start to see a lot of these right now. We've had White Barrio, like you mentioned, who won this race last year. Tis the Law. Uh, Audible, who was, we actually had a conversation at lunch about Audible, right? So, uh, Irish War Cry won this race. Mohamed. Why the Barrio? Of course, Barbaro, who's got a statue outside of front of Triple Bam. So, just some great horses who have come through and won this race. It's interesting because you see in this race, Louis, and I don't know if it's going to be the case here. Gunnavera came in second in this race, who, you know, we like a bit Kimberly. Oh, but went on to a fine career. I mean, he ran in huge spots after that, Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. It, historically, in this race, you see horses split where half this field is going to go to the Ford Derby way and half is going to go to the wood and kind of decide. You know, sure. Yeah, what, that East Coast route. Yes, right. Yep. So, to me, this is where you start to really kind of see how the routes 
everyone's trying to find out what's their best route to get to Churchill Downs, and you start to see how horses are going to get placed. Um, and so this gets really interesting. And like you mentioned before, Dale Romans has got the favorite here, and we haven't seen that. We haven't. I mean, Dale Romans is not being good in stakes races. What would you say? It was over the last seventeen. Yeah. And it's been a it's been a while. He hadn't had as many runners in stakes races as he usually does either. Correct. All right. Here's what I'll say. Who was the winner last year of this race? Uh, White Abario. Which race did he finish third in coming into this race? Uh, Let's see. He finished third in... Behind Run Happy. Kentucky Jockey Club. Correct. What did Cyclone Mischief run in? Spot Happy. Excuse me. What did did Cyclone Mischief run in in the fall? I'm guessing you're going to say the Kentucky Jockey Club. Who won that race? The winner of the Kentucky Jockey Club. uh, I have no idea. Instant Coffee. What did Instant Coffee just do? I just won his... One the Lecompte, which you just told me is a really good race. It's a good field. Okay. Less than three lengths behind him in that race with Cyclo Mischief at Churchill Downs. Came back immediately. Comes to Gulfstream Park. Runs over the mile track. Wins by five and three quarters lengths. Immediately. I'm singling Cyclone Mischief here. And it is. I get it. That's a gamble because it's, it is. Dale Romans recently, not good. I understand it. I get all of it. I... If I'm right, by the way, about this sequence, Tyler Gaffalion is going to make some money on Saturday. <laughs> and yeah. So um, I, I, I think that there's a chance here. All of the connections, by the way, that make sense. Bernardini Mare, Into Mischief Dad, all that stuff makes sense. If you want another horse, I know you're going outside with Rocket Can. The, oh, we hadn't really heard of him before horse in this race, is Lord Miles, who lost by less than a length under Edgar Zayas. Uh, the one horse here in the Mucho Macho Man over a mile at Gulfstream Park. That's a Safi Joseph picking up Ired in this race, and that's never an accident. You never you never overpay for a jockey by accident. Son of Curlin, majestic warrior mare. This to me is the kind of horse that you haven't heard about it before, but it gets really good in the spring. So if I was using another horse, I would go four one here. But for purposes of my ticket, I'm going to try to single here, keep the price down. I'm probably going to play a one dollar pick four here of these races because I'm in the $15 range right now on a 50 cent ticket. So I'll probably just play a $1, $30 pick for, uh, and, and to be fair, your, your pick of Cyclone Bishop is the only horse in this field that's coming off a win, um, which I start to really start, start to pay attention to that. Now that there are three year olds, I don't care if they lose as a two year old. I want legacy Isle was DQ'd out of a win. I think that's worth mentioning because okay. when horses are running, so that was, you know, January 23rd, so that's a horse just quote unquote turn three, right? So to me, that's more. I, I, I want to right. I want to give Legacy and that was at church, at uh, excuse me at Gulfstream. Okay. I want to give Legacy Isle credit for that. Louis Size picks up them out there from Hamarillo. I, I think that there's absolutely something there. I'm just going with the horse that I've watched in the Kajaki Jockey Club be right there, and then come in a big field by the way, in nine horses, come back in a six horse field and absolutely blow people away. And I think in an eight-horse field here at, uh, at Gulfstream can get a good trip and Tyler can do a good job. Well, I think what my point was going to be is that typically this is a great three, mm-hmm. and this is a great three. You know, Yes, right, I, yes, I, right. Yeah. Typically, I think a lot of times in the Holy Bull, it's been a great three, but it's really probably been, uh, especially in hindsight, it's been, a, it's been full of a great two, at least horses. You know, I think there's uh, a chance that happens again this year, by the way, because I think even a, a Cyclone Mischief can win. But then we see Lord Miles come back in the in the Florida Derby, or you know, your Rocket Can come back in the Wood, or something like that. Like I think that's still I think that's still very much on the table. Okay. Well, uh, I like this field. I want to be clear. But when people are going to use a bunch of horses because of all of the reasons that I just gave, 
the best thing you can do is single. So, so part of that then, if if we got. By the way, my sequence is going to be in the sheet, in Greed Sheet. Oh, yeah. I guess we should mention our sponsor. <laughs> GreedSheetRacing.com. They are on the screen, but uh, if you're listening audioly, um, yeah. GreedSheetRacing.com. Look, man, it's five bucks. I'm I mean, go go try it out. Um, go, you know, If you're in Louisville, go to your local store, pick one up. Uh, they do a great job over there, GreedSheetRacing.com. All right. So my, my question to you then, and we can end the show on this. Cyclone Mischief right now, two to one. Are you thinking that the those odds are going to get a little bit longer? That horse because? could definitely be five to two, sure. Yeah, because yeah. the connections. Irad's on the one, and you know, Pletcher's name is on another horse, and or Pletcher's not in this race. Excuse me, that was a little surprising. Um, that you know, Legacy Isle with Luis or Rocky Can's got that Belmont Junior Alvarado thing. Um, who's Jose on this race? Shadow Dragon. That's interesting. Yes, that's another Belmont. Hmm. So there you go. Son of Army Mule. I don't know that I've seen a Son of Army Mule in a grade three before. I would say that. No, I would, I would agree. Mom is the daughter of Medallia Dora, though. That's wild. Okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. I think it could even be maybe a three to one. I yeah, right. Five. Right. So, all right. Uh, Look, the best is- thing that happened to me last week was that freaking our collector was like 16 to one. <laughs> it's, it's the biggest bet I placed this year, and that includes like pick fours. That race is becoming so irrelevant. That's not even funny. Um, Do you want to talk about that? Well, I mean, we can. I just feel like I mean, it's like becoming like the old timers game, and you know, bef- you know, before the All Star game. Like the I think that that game. race is just going to be year to year about whether you care about it or not, because the field is going to be what it is. It is. You know, I mean, it, it, the year that Gunrunner runs in it, it's awesome, right? But sure, Gunrunner's- but it's, I've, hadn't it? Hadn't it? Don't you think it's it's gradually decreased? It's not like there's a trend. The, the Arabian Peninsula races have have diminished what that race it. used to be. Yeah. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Yep. If you can run for twenty or thirty million dollars, it's different than running for three. It just is. Right. So Zach, uh, next week we're not we're going to be without Louis. No, I'm here next week. Oh, it's the week after. Yeah, that's right. Okay, that's right. You're not doing the radio show all next week. Yeah, you do. That's right. Week. I got to yeah. this week after that. Okay, I just want to make sure. All right, so we'll have to line up some good, you know, good fun guests. Maybe we'll have this salon without Louie. That would be kind of fun. That's really a good idea, actually. He yeah. would do it. <laughs> he loves doing the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tell him not um, to wear a shirt. <laughs> no, no, he needs to keep his shirt on. I've seen it <laughs> once. That's all I need. I disagree. That's maybe your worst take ever. Is that, is that Mike's worst take ever, Zach? Uh, by far shirtless this is beautiful do you know how many people i've had multiple people come up to me and say you need to figure out a reason to be shirtless before derby because of Issel. i absolutely no it's 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 those episodes are so silly but they they work man it's Uh, great i I love being silly so all right guys (laughs) uh, showing up so excited was it like Mm -hmm. absolutely and then mike mills with his shirt on i mean mike be better what are we doing thanks for listening by the way, shout Mike out to Mills. Mike. Mike Mills might be getting the call too, because I actually I think oh that's he, a good idea. He was, he was great when we he is good. came on. Yeah. By the way, shout out to to Texas. Their broadcast and oh, their yeah, betting is going national again. No, it's it's it is huge. Real big. What we don't need to happen is Texas racing to go away. That is not. We talk and, and Mike, you know I you and I joke about California racing. We joke about stuff. LA needs to be a star in this sport. San Diego yeah. needs to be a star in this sport. Texas frankly needs to grow and be better and a star in this sport where the population centers are in this country need to be stars by the way that's why arlington park closing sucks it's not that the facility is awesome it's chicago yeah but there's a big difference to me but because you got fine 
But what I'm saying is from a weather standpoint, fine. But the reason it sucks is because of Chicago and 9 million people have to go to Hawthorne. I mean that, come on. That's, that's why it sucks. We need Santa Anita to be great. We need Del Mar to be great. We need Sam Houston, those tracks down there to be great. I mean, that's, that's an absolute, the, the centers of racing right now are in Louisville and outside of Miami and in Queens. I don't know. Del Mar needs to do a job. I don't know why Del Mar seems to do a better job than Santa Anita does. It is, it is bizarre. I talked to Sherva a little bit about that when he was on and, and, because he took me to task about my major league tracks and non-major league tracks comment. That's because people out there love their Santa Anita. And it's... It, it, I get it. But when your biggest race feeds someone else's biggest race, <laughs> it is what it is. But no, I I, I will say, because I think Pacific Classic is the most important thoroughbred race in California. Um, yeah. The, But it, it's a huge deal to Texas. Huge. The, 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 the Texas move. Because we, again... You if the sport's going to be viable long term, the second most populous state in this country needs to have a viable racing scene. It's, not, it's just not even. By the way, too, anyone's listening in Texas that gets to make any decisions, let people bet on their freaking phones. You claim to love liberty, you assholes. Let people bet on their phones. Come on, Zach, I'm tired of this crap. <laughs> no, I'm tired of those. It's BS, man. It's it's unbelievable. The is idea that, that our guy, our guy Mike, off? is driving to the track to place yes. bets. I can walk into a gun store, literally buy a gun right off the counter. Right. But I'm not trusted as an adult to bet on horses. Two dollar win oh. bet on a horse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Texas. Oh. Thanks. Uh, All right. Let's pay yeah, the tab. Let's get out of here. Realistically, oh. like, like the weather in Texas is it's right. Like yes. You. you yeah. Yes. The, you get enough rain to keep the grass going. Right. And, and that's all you need. Anyway, frankly, Mike, frankly, they could go turf just spring and fall and have dirt all yep. summer. It'd be fine. No, it bothers me. I, and so I'm glad they're, they're back and running because that's, we don't, we don't need markets going away. We need markets to flourish. And that's a market that we need to flourish. If anything, if anything stands out to me the last few years, it is that Minneapolis has become a horse racing city because of Canterbury. They are crushing it up there. People show up like crazy. And you know who's showing up? Students from the University of Minnesota. Yep. Young people freaking love it. They have a college night there and they kill it. And that I'm just telling you, there are models around this country. I know, I know people are tired of hearing about it. You go up to Horseshoe, Indianapolis, and it's awesome. It is so accessible. People in the middle of Indiana love that place. We need more of those. We need more of that. And we need to figure it out. I love, by the way, they're doing during Derby Week, they're doing 5 Tuesday now. Oh, nice. Nice, really? And they move Champions Day to Wednesday. Five bucks to get in on that Tuesday. All right. That's it, man. That's what I'm talking about. If you can't afford Thurby, you can't afford Oaks, that's okay. Watch it on TV. I get it. Man, $5 to get in, man, that's what I'm talking about. Figure it out. That's the kind of stuff. Just get people get people in the door. People will fall in love when they pet a hey, horse when they're able, up against the, the rail. This year with me or what? I'm going, baby. Don't worry. All right. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to go with needless besmirchment here, but if the, ML, <laughs> if the MLS can pull off what they've done over I the know. past decade, horse racing can do it. By the way. They're about to expand the NWSL women's soccer. Yes. Two teams are about to pay a $50 million franchise fee. Yep. Wow. Um, Texas can figure out racing. All right. Let's pay the tab. Let's get out of here. We'll see you next week. This has been the Horse Racing Happy Hour. Goose Givens, the GOAT. Closing time.